Hello and welcome to the culture. My name's Anna. And I'm Mark. Mark, today we are doing a cult that you requested. Which is rare because this is not in my repertoire. Yeah, it's not in your wheelhouse. No. So the only reason I even suggested this is because I was reading another book, um, Bomber Mafia by Malcolm Gladwell. And he's talking about, um, basically it's, it's kind of like a, a aviation sort of military history, World War II, Korean War and stuff. Mm. And he just brought it up and I was like, I wonder if Anna's ever heard of them. Yeah, I hadn't actually heard of them. Um, so this group that we're talking about today is called the Seekers, but they're, you know, you know, cults have multiple names. Of you course. can't have one. So they're also referred to as rapturists and the Brotherhood of the Seven Rays. They got a bunch of names. Ooh, I like the Brotherhood one. Yes. So what do you already know about it? The only thing I know is American, uh huh, historical, and <laughs> UFOs. Okay. <laughs> Those are the only three things okay. that I know. Okay. So that's all correct. Yes. So we were talking about this briefly before we recorded – if anybody's a fan of Parks and Rec, there's an episode where what's happening in it? It's it, it just has to do with this the end of the world the end of the world. Right. There's but, like a cult that goes to the park and they're like And they request the date every year or something because they're mm-hmm. they were told that it's the end of the world. I can't even think of the group name right now. Yeah, I can't either. But this has to be the group that that little bit out of Parks and Rec was like created after because as we're going to come to find out, they had multiple days where they thought the UFO was coming and did not. So they just keep changing it, right? Yeah. Like day after day. Um, all the reasonableists. That's what they were called? Yes. Yeah, that sounds like it's definitely a play on this. Rapture. Zorp. Remember it's Zorp. Oh, yes. Yeah. Zorp's supposed yes. to melt their faces yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So okay. Great. Yes. So um, remember remember in our previous episode when we covered Heaven's Gate? Yes. This is prequel to Heaven's Gate. So they these guys did it first. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yes and no. Yes in the sense that like this is the first modern group that's like UFOs are coming to get us but i definitely think that there has to have been some like religious sex way back when like 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 i think of egyptians and like the pyramids and all that stuff like like isn't there a whole show called ancient aliens yeah ancient aliens (laughs) (laughs) my favorite like original memes where the guy's like aliens huge hair yeah yeah i mean it's it's sort of rapture-esque right like this idea that somehow we get to leave Right. Like, or we get pulled before destruction comes. Yeah. So I, I kind of don't buy that they're the first ones, but that's what Wikipedia says, that they're the first UFO, UFO cult. So let's get started. So in the 1950s, we're in the Midwest. Um, originally, it was founded by two people. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Charles, I'm going to say his last name is, it's spelled Laughhead. Like actually laugh head? It's L-A-U-G-H-E-A-D. LaFed. Okay, LaFed, whatever. Charles LaFed in 1953 
He's the one who founds it with this other woman named Dorothy Martin. Now, Charles, he is a teacher at Michigan State University. And he would hold the original group kind of in a non-denominational church building. Now, Charles, Charles was one of those professors that just liked to get on their soapbox and chit-chat away. And he started preaching at school. And so they asked him to resign. I also already don't like that he's a teacher. Do you ever like, he, like especially being teachers, like you read the stories and you're like, Dude, these are not our people. Like, don't want me in with what's <laughs> but, happening But right several now. of them have been teachers. That's I, the thing. That's, the, that's what I don't understand. Both of the UFO ones. Because Marshall Applewhite, um, T, to the Doe and T, he was a teacher too. It's just like, are they just used to this idea of leading people? Or they mm. like the idea of kind of being in charge? I don't Probably. know, but I'm like, oh, another teacher. Yeah, yeah. It's cringy. Now, here's what else is interesting. He was a former Christian missionary as well. So he's got some background in religion then. Yes. But he started dabbling in the UFO stuff. As one naturally does. Yes. <laughs> so we've got Charles and then Dorothy. Now, Dorothy Martin, she's originally from Chicago. She will rename herself Sister Thedra. Okay. Um, now, Dorothy was very into Scientology and theosophy. We've already talked about theosophy haven't talked about Scientology yet. We'll probably cover that soon. But So they were already going at this time. Scientology, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Scientology happened in the early, like, mm, like the mid-1900s. Gotcha. Yeah. So a lot of these groups are starting. Yes. I mean, the 50s America is super interesting just historically. Right. I mean, think about it, though. I mean, this is the first people to land on the moon, yeah, I mean, you know? we're talking about space. We're yeah. A lot of technological space on the mind. advances. But then also, I I hate to say, like, people are bored, but it's, like, a really good time in America. Right. Like, we have tons of wealth. We finished mm-hmm. World War II. You know, it's, you know, the two and a half kids, picket fence. Mm-hmm. And everything is just very status quo, like, straight across the board. And I feel like that's when somebody has to, like, be disruptive of it. Yeah. Always. There's always going to be those people. So Dorothy, she's a bored 54-year-old housewife. And, you know, I wrote, like, what is it with these old ladies and UFOs? Because <laughs> it's the same thing with the people from Heaven's Gate. Remember the old, she was an old lady. Yep. Like, she, I feel like they live a life. They're, they're in their middle age. They're like, I'm freaking bored. Nothing ma- matters to me. Oh, let's dive into something random like this. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's just, it's just idle hands, but you've been doing this for so long. And it's like, what really would shake things up? Oh, someone from another planet. That's that's perfect. Right. So here's the thing. Just to like give a little background on Scientology without going into full depth. Scientology, they believe that basically there was originally this overlord I think his name is Zenu. Yeah. Not Zorp, Zenu. Um, and Zenu was like getting, like destroying this planet. And they sent these like spirits called Thetans onto Earth. Okay. So we all are Thetans. We all have Thetans in us. And you want to get rid of your Thetans, whatever. Okay. But generally, there's like a alien esque kind of vibe to Scientology. But without it being, like, 
I guess I feel like the difference maybe would be like this is like what we're looking to like to save us. Right. They they are not looking to them to save yeah. them. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I, okay, I see what you're saying. But remember if you know anything about Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, the creator, was a science fiction writer first. Which that connection makes perfect sense. Right. You pull from Right. His whole world was that. Exactly. So Dorothy, she's dabbling in Scientology prior to founding this group. So then in 19, um, in 1954, she is getting messages via some aliens. Okay. So she thinks that basically these people are channeling their energy through her body and they she calls them the guardians and she's just getting the she's getting these like while she's sleeping no okay now this is where it gets kind of into like like way back when episode one spiritualism remember when i talked about in spiritualism like some people would do this thing called automatic writing where they would be like the pen just writes yes that's what she was doing got it so she's writing these things down yes and she's saying that these aliens that she calls the guardians are telling her these things. So Dorothy in 1954 receives a message from aliens that her and her crew need to get the hell out of the planet because there's going to be a big flood, just like Noah's Ark flood. Like God's like, Hey, guess what? World sucks again. I'm going to flood it over again. Yes. Um, so it's time to dip. We're going to send you a UFO to shuttle you out here on December 17th, 1954. It's just such a tough sell, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, especially because it's like, it's just so interesting to me how people can mold different, like her, this group's beliefs were really a mixture of Christianity, like sci-fi, Scientology, because like, doesn't like God in the Bible say, I'm never going to do this to you guys again. Correct. So it's like, what are you doing with that piece of information? Well, we just leave the part out. Yeah. You're just like, we're just going to skip over that part. Oh yeah. Don't the rainbow promise. Don't worry. about Yeah. No, no more rainbows. But also didn't I just read about this in my latest science fiction novel? (laughs) Like, I feel like you're getting these ideas and you're like, oh, I saw that in a movie one time. Right. Right. So... So they think that they're going to come. 1954, you said. 1954. And they even give you the date. What was the date? December 17th, 1954. Aliens are coming to Dorothy's house to pick them up. They're chauffeuring them. Okay. Now, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about their beliefs. So, like I said, it's kind of a mixture of Christianity, Scientology. There's stuff about the atomic bomb. Which is huge during the 50s and probably one of the reasons why the space stuff, like people latched onto it, not maybe not realizing how much fiction it was, but also like, dude, this makes sense. We're seeing all of this stuff on the news like all the time. Right. So they believed they have their own creation myth. I love how they just make it up. I love it. I, I hate it and I love it at the same time. So their creation myth says that there was a planet named Car, and Car had been divided between the scientists who were followers of Satan 
and the children of light, which were the followers of God. Okay. So still pulling off that idea. Right. Two sides. Right. God, Satan. Now, scientists blow up planet car with atomic bombs. Way back when. Yes. (laughs) And then we forgot how to make them. (laughs) We made them again. Yeah. This then dispenses all the good energy to a bunch of other planets, including Clarion and Uranus. So God in this story, he's like, okay, okay, troops, we got to regroup. Let's go to Clarion. We'll figure out our plan. And Satan takes over the earth. Oh, because everyone, the good energy leaves. Yeah. They bounce. Yes. Okay. So Dorothy is believing that the guardians are sending her these messages that in 1955, there's going to be a huge flood. And the aliens from planet Clarion told her this. Oh, they're still there. Yeah. So that, that's kind of where God made home base. Yes. So they're communicating to her like, hey, it's time to pick you up. <laughs> pick you up from soccer practice. Right. And they're going to take them back to Clarion? Yes. Now, they refer to God as the supreme being. Um, so I don't know if that's God or, or an, another alien. I couldn't really find information on whether she thought God was an alien or not. But that's a good point. She, yeah. Okay, so December 17th, they, her and her followers go outside. They take off all the metal off of their bodies, apparently, because they can't have any metal on the metal spaceship, which makes no sense. But they can't have any metal on, so they go outside. They, get, they go out there at 4 p.m., like Alien said, be on time. <laughs> we are not waiting It is around. December 17th. It's 4 p.m. So Dorothy and her followers, they stand outside. They're looking up at the sky. Dorothy stands there for 30 minutes and is like, okay, peace. She goes back inside. 30 minutes? Yes. That is not enough time. I know. There could be traffic. There could be That's gas what I'm stops. saying. She's like, I'm over it. I thought you were going to say she waited for like three days. No. Oh, so she's not even all in on this 30 minutes she waits 30 minutes there are other followers that wait out there the last one comes in at 5 30 p.m an hour and a half yeah like maybe you know i don't know i mean it's easy to be judgmental but right i feel like i would wait longer and do you pack a bag for this type of trip or you just kind of i I doubt it i think i think i'd have a backpack on with like some essentials. You got some Nikes in there? I don't, yeah. You don't, you don't know how, a, to, a toothbrush at least. You don't know how long it's going to be or what they have. Right. So they go back inside. They're like, what happened? Let's, Awkward conversa- let's talk about Awkward this. Awkward conversation at that point. They're like, you know what must have happened? We must have done something wrong. So they were just using this as a practice one. Or a wrong bus stop. Right. The aliens, they really want to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So we had to practice first. They're like, and so Dorothy's like, you know what? Actually, it's going to happen tonight, midnight. It's the Parks and Rec situation (laughs) for sure. Yes. Yes. So then midnight on the 17th, they go back outside. There's still no aliens. Okay. They wait out there till 2 a.m. this time. Okay. Now we're waiting. Okay. Then, again, they go out on the 21st, 
December 21st. So now it's four days later. They wait there 20 minutes. <laughs> they dip. Then they go out on Christmas Eve. Okay. There's a group of people. By, by the way, they sent out a press release to the press saying, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to get picked up by aliens December 24th. We're going to be out here singing Christmas <laughs> Christmas carols. <laughs> Christmas carols. And you guys are going to get us to watch us leave. So now they're asking for an audience. Yes. And people show up. Oh, people show up. Like block the street show up so uncomfortable and they're singing christmas carols so then basically obviously the aliens don't show up sure (laughs) (laughs) and there's a restaurant there's a there's a journalist and he's like so you came out here to see the aliens and they go nope (laughs) just straight denial Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like literally like the, the interchange between Charles and the journalist, they're like, so you came out here to see the aliens? They're like, nope. And they're like, what were you here for? Just Christmas caroling. Just complete 180s it. And just saves face for the entire Yeah. Day. But then they're like, so if an alien were to come, they're like, well, we were prepared. Like, like just, just totally changes his like rationale. I, I think that that has to be the Christmas Eve, like sit, like foolproof, right? Like you, that's the only way you can save face from not getting picked up. We're just caroling. Right. Just doing some caroling. <laughs> no big deal. Although at this point you think the followers are like, dude, this is the fourth try, fifth try. How much longer it was the are we fourth gonna, try. How much longer are we going to keep doing this? Right. So yeah, at, they just were not having it though. Like, the the followers were like it's gonna happen like we know it's gonna happen but then it doesn't happen and um when the journalists press them they're like yeah no we weren't here for that like straight up denial that's so great so after the break i'm gonna tell you about what happens after this okay so here's the twist During this time, there was a group of psychologists. You know me. Your people. Psychology. These are your people. A group of psychologists that had heard about this little group of people. And they're like, wouldn't it be cool if we just like pretended to join and we're secretly studying them? Infiltration? They literally infiltrated them. Is that legal? Yeah. Isn't there something in psychology that you guys do that like for an experiment you have to that get would consent, be, right? Yeah, you would need consent. But they're doing <clears throat> it sounds like they were doing kind of a mixture of naturalistic observation and a case study. So there's nothing unethical about No, because they're not manipulating anything. Got it. They're just taking down they're data. They're just lying. Well, that is not ethical. You can lie, but you have to usually get it approved. But Remember, though, we're in the 50s. The ethics was a really loosey-goosey at this time. It's like... Dude, we don't even have seatbelts, bro. (laughs) Anything Like, this is, like, around the time when, like, the Milgram study was happening. Like, the obedience study where they shocked the person. I don't know that one. Oh. Okay. How did you teach psychology? But, okay. Um, Let's go on. So, anyways... Shout out to public education. Leon Festinger. He's a psychologist. 
and he infiltrates the cult with some of his research assistants. Do these guys come from like a, a school? University is, of Minnesota. Got it. Okay, so they're, it, this is like school approved. Like they're going to do this through mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you join this? I didn't even think about that. You just show up? Yeah, you just show up. So basically why they wanted to go there is because they wanted to look at what kind of rationalization happens in real time when things don't align with what you believe. Oh, like when the rubber hits the road, what What does a human do? Whether you justify or you freak out or you abandon shit. Abandon. Yeah. So they, Festinger, Reichton, and Schachter, these are the psychologists, from their experiences here, they wrote a book called When Prophecy Fails. Specifically about just this group? Yes. But but a also general kind of principle about human cognition. So you take this small example and you apply it to anything. It'd be very similar, anything. Right. They're trying to get to a basic principle. So... What they kind of look saw is that when the followers were faced with evidence that directly contradicted their beliefs, the group experienced what Festinger coined cognitive dissonance. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. This is the guy? Yes. From this group? He's the guy who infiltrated. He, he came up with cognitive dissonance. Based on the Seekers. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to the Seekers. Yes. Okay. So wait, wait. Were these guys there before the Christmas Eve incident? Yes. They were there on December 17th. Okay. So they were, okay. So they They were were there through the the whole thing. Got it. Yes. So basically for, for those who don't know, cognitive dissonance is a experience one feels when you have two thoughts that are inconsistent with one another. They're at odds. So for example... These people experience cognitive dissonance when they're like, the aliens are coming. And then the other thought is, the aliens didn't come. (laughs) (laughs) They're coming right now. (laughs) Oh, they didn't come. So with that, you can do a couple of things, right? Because that's an uncomfortable thing to sit with. Like what I believe and this other thing I believe are not lining up, right? So you can do a couple different things. You can forget about it. Be like, mm, I'm just not going to think about it. You can change your mind. Be like, okay, we were wrong. Or you can look for new information to remove the contradiction. So you can basically lean in further, which is what they did. They would just be like, oh, it, you know what? Couldn't be on uh, December 24th because the crowd was too big. It kind of spooked the aliens. You justify. Yes. In, in any way that is not false. Right. You rationalize why your belief is not incorrect. But he would argue that you're, you actually believe this. Yes. It, this is not a conscious process necessarily, but it's like you feel uncomfortable because these two thoughts are at odds with one another. So you got to do something to reduce that discomfort. But in that, in that, that type of thought you're not thinking oh here's how i can still believe no what i want you actually believe it to be true right? yes that's not yes. the whole point okay. yes so basically that's what 
Dorothy especially did. She just kind of doubled down and um, she actually would go on to found another group named after the uh, guardians that she was talking to. So she calls it the Order of Sanada and Sanat Kumara. And she made this in Mount Shasta. Um, a lot of people, though, that were there that night dipped. They were like, we're done. So so Christmas Eve was the last straw. Pretty much, yeah. When, when he comes out with this book later on, is he naming? No, he used pseudonyms. That's like a thing too, right? Mm-hmm. In psychology? Yes. Yeah. To prevent, like breach of confidentiality even though yeah. it's very clear who the hell they're talking about right so everybody dips so her group falls apart yeah she needs a new group so she goes back to scientology and she, then go and then branches out again from mm-hmm. there and she goes to mount shasta and then she eventually goes to arizona and dies in arizona at 92 she lived a long time just naturally just dies out mm-hmm. well that's kind of boring but but here's the thing that's so crazy is that they basically came up with this whole like principle which is a very common knowledge term like lots of people have heard of cognitive dissonance before yeah it's like psych 101 too right yeah right so it's from their case study though on these people that they basically witness this discomfort taking place because people are at odds with what they believe. Yeah, that's pretty sick that it comes from these guys. Yes. And a quote from their book said, a man with conviction is a hard man to change. And when that conviction is as important as the promise of salvation coming from the sky, it may even be less painful to tolerate the dissonance than to discard the belief and admit one had been wrong. Ooh. Yeah. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of what's happening right now with like QAnon. How so? Because they're saying all these things are going to happen and then they're not happening. And so then they're going, oh, well, it didn't happen because of this. They just keep moving the goalposts. Yeah. Got- yeah. Oh, okay. So that idea right. of trying to keep things going. They can't accept that they're just wrong. Yeah. It's that, oh, the, the conditions weren't met or, oh, whatever. Which really just for the other people outside just makes it sound like excuses. But to them is like legit justification. Yeah, because they need it to be right. Right. But this group, some of these guys are just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like we tried (laughs) and then we just are. Bye. I wonder, do you think they went back into just like Scientology or do you think that they like? No, I don't. I, I I mean, I don't know. It didn't say much about their followers there was like, nobody like not a bunch of famous followers that no, did anything afterwards no maybe you're just so seems like this was a pretty small group you're just embarrassed and then you're just i don't want to talk about it again <laughs> i'm going back into society it's like the boyfriend you had in like junior high that you're like ew yeah that didn't happen <laughs> yeah don't ever mention why it did again. i like them <laughs> yeah don't ever mention it again right i think that that's how it probably was for most of these so people she dies by herself I, I mean, I don't I don't think she does I mean, for guess, herself, sorry, but like, like she not. just like she ended up moving to Sedona, Arizona, which yeah. is OK. It's funny to me that she was in Mount Shasta and Sedona, because these are areas that a lot of like new agey spiritual people call like, um, oh, God, what are they called? They're basically like energy source centers where they think there's a lot of like spiritual energy at these places. Yeah, I've heard of that in Sedona and seen it like on, you know, 
shows and like reality shows right. and stuff where people will go to Sedona to have a religious experience right. with all sorts of different things. Yeah. And same thing in Mount Shasta. A lot of weird stuff happening in Mount Shasta. What happened with the guy? Charles? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, Just disappears? Yeah. It didn't say... I mean, that's the thing that was hard about this group is that like everything talked about Festinger and his study. Because it's so big. More so than them and their beliefs and experiences. Probably just because like this group... It's sort of like open and shut case. Yeah, it's like a little blip. Yeah, versus a ton of the other ones. But honestly, you could almost argue that this little one is super significant. Right. Especially in psychology versus, I don't know, even Heaven's Gate and some of these other ones that were way more crazy. Well, and they kind of set the stage for them to do that later. Yeah, I mean, people are going to pick up on, oh, they were close. Right. We could do something like that too. Right. Well, because clearly these cults don't mind pulling from each other's stuff. No, no. It's all a mix mash. It's yeah. like, let's just throw a little bit of everything in the pot. And the handbook is not very big. <laughs> a couple name changes. Right. Steal from here, steal from there. So you get some legitimacy and, mm-hmm. then, you, and then you take a sharp left. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought it was really interesting. I wasn't expecting the po- whole psychology. So you didn't know that. Before. I did not know that. I mean, I knew cognitive dissonance, but I didn't know the you know Origin. background of yeah how that theory came to be so your degree is kind of a joke then mm. because you didn't know about something so basic oh really <laughs> interesting no um my hey, degree is really listen, i'm glad i could teach amazing. you something no you didn't teach me anything wikipedia taught me a lot actually i use wikipedia the atlantic and chicago mag um those will be cited at our show notes yes now, to end our to end our episode today, I kind of wanted to try something new and talk a little bit about some cult stuff that's happening in the news. Oh, I like this. Currently. Yeah. So I know you've heard of the term Nexium because I've told you about it, but you, do you know anything about Nexium? No, I, I leave it alone right. because I don't want that prior knowledge. So Nexium leaders, they're like an MLM. Okay. Okay, they're kind of similar to Scientology. Long story short, ML or Nexium leaders just got sentenced to prison. Ooh. So the three leaders, the head one, the, the, the so the head guy, his name's Keith. He's so weird. We will definitely do an episode on him. He got 120 years what? in prison. Yes. So he did something bad. Yeah. I'm 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 legit like not playing. I. I don't know anything. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm, interested. I'm teasing now. you right. so we can do it next time. 100. That's crazy. Yeah. 120 years. Um, his his um, co-leader, Nancy, her name's Nancy Salzman. She got like 42 months or something like that. She got way less Significantly time. less time. <laughs> yeah. So all the blame must have got put on this guy. Yes. And then this woman, Allison Mack. She was an actress on Smallville. Hmm, never watched it. Okay. Anyways, she got involved with Keith. She gets three years, too. She just pled guilty. So we have to do this one now. Yeah. Next? Yeah, we can do this one next. Need to know. And yes. I, I will I will refrain from doing my own research. Yeah, don't look them up. Okay, I won't. But I'm very the excited. The other one that is going to be interesting to talk about that I've watched a few videos on 
is this group called Love Has Won. W-O-N or O-N-E? W-O-N. Okay. This, <clears throat> the videos of this cult leader are on another level. Like they would just like film themselves and she would just be drunk and going off in a rage. Like, fuck you. Like, like just being crazy. Anyways, her body was found mummified by her followers with like weird, like Christmas lights all over it. When? Um, like, like in March of this last year. Oh, recently. Yes. Never heard about that. In Colorado. It happened in Colorado. Oh, well, it's about to take a weird turn <laughs> in the culture. Yes. Over the next couple episodes. Yes. So, little teasers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, back to back to our our original group seekers. What we, what would you rate this one? Okay. So, you're you're right in like it's just very black and white and also very small scale. Mm -hmm. And also I love Parks and Rec. And so that episode <laughs> is like, I feel like it's guiding me in a different direction. But I'm t the UFO groups is, is a little bit strange, but they weren't hurting anyone. True. There's no violence. There's not even any crime with, there's not even any money laundering. It's a very boring group. <laughs> no one's getting rich. No one's right. trying to do anything. I don't know. I feel like there's just a, a group of interesting folk who, again, these are the guys that will be watching Ancient Aliens. <laughs> on the history channel <laughs> most definitely i'm gonna say they're like a four okay yeah, yeah they're they're okay yeah all right well next time we will catch up with some of these newer cults check you out see ya